Hey, it's Karen Hunter from the Karen Hunter Show on Sirius XM Urban View. Here's a highlight from today's show. Let me welcome to the show somebody who is putting goodness into the world, and that's all I care about right now. We need goodness. It uh, The new book is a bestseller, New York Times bestseller, called The King of Kindergarten. That was a bestseller. Now he has The Queen of Kindergarten. That's out. That just came out, and he right now is in Houston signing books at Kendrick Stories. Kendrick Stories, let's welcome in for the first time. Oh, I'm 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 loving what he's doing. The artwork on here is amazing. Let me welcome Mr. Derek Barnes to the Karen Hunter Show. Hi. And Karen Hunter, how you doing? I'm all the things right now. I'm all the things. Yes, thank you. Thank you for having me and thank you for opening up with Big. I, I love that. What you know about Biggie? You you from Missouri. <laughs> that's something <laughs> what you know what you know about biggie well, yeah you know because you know people assume that you know we live in the sticks obviously i'm a big uh a big charlie parker fan uh i love jazz music but you know my brother is seven years older than i am and he used to get mixtapes back in the 80s from all of his friends from new york and philadelphia and and i just fell in love with hip-hop music when i was maybe like nine or ten so i i i, I I know, I know so, about big. So, you, know, so, so yeah. you let the tape rock till the tape pop. Till the tape pop, no doubt. Come yes. on. <laughs> so, as I, you know, I think you know, writing to me is everything. Like words become flesh, and we, we must codify our joy and our pain. I was just talking about um, Viola Davis's book. We must codify that in words, and then control the narrative, and then control the images, and then control because this yeah. is forever, right? These books are in there. Yes. So I, every time I sat to do a book, I'm like, this book is gonna be here forever. So I, let me let yeah. me make sure I put some seeds in here and some goodness in here, so that somebody can plant and chew on it and and learn something. What what was your process in doing first the king of kindergarten, now the queen of kindergarten? Uh, I I just left a school visit, and I was telling them that. You know, while I was struggling to try to make it, uh, the, the King was like my eleventh book. But the wait, book that wait, broke wait, me. Wait, wait, y'all, wait, y'all, pause. Uh, say that again, uh, Derek Barnes, the King of King, Kindergarten. King, King of Kindergarten was my eleventh book. But you know, the book that broke my career was my ninth book. Actually, it was a uh, Crown and Ode to the Fresh Cut. And I've been struggling. I'm telling you, struggling. My first book came out in 2003. And I had a small amount of, uh, of success with a Scholastic series called Ruby and the Booker Boys, but nothing, you know, where I could, uh, you know, announce myself as a children's book author. We were out in public. But in 2016, I wrote a book called Crown and Ode to the Fresh Cut, and it won every major children's book award. And that just changed everything. But before I wrote Crown, like maybe two weeks before I wrote Crown, one of my sons, I have, I have I have four boys, my second eldest boy, Solo. Solo came into my office, which was completely naked at the time because I couldn't afford any desk or books or anything. And he saw me working on a book and I was trying to write to the gatekeepers, you know? And he said, Daddy, you know what you used to do? He was, he was eating an apple. I never forget this. He's 17 now. He said, you should write the blackest book ever the blackest book ever. And I was like, you know, he's right. You know, I'm writing to these gatekeepers, but I had to remind myself of who I was actually writing for. I'm writing for these babies because everything that you just said, body of work, like you 
I don't care if you're creating a film, are you doing, are you doing music, are you writing literature? You need to create something that's gonna that's gonna that's gonna never cease to exist on this planet. I care about my body of work so much, and I guess I forgot about that. And Solo helped me, you know, to remember that. And I wrote Crown. It's about how black boys feel when they get out of their barber's chair. And again, that that book changed my life. And I committed myself that for the rest of my career, as long as I write, I'm gonna make sure that I center the lives of black children. So the world can know how beautiful they are, how magnificent they are, how brilliant they are. I want every black child to see themselves as a protagonist and star of the show. So mm. yeah, I am. And hopefully I can do it for a little bit longer. <laughs> I hope so too. Um, Derek Barnes is in Houston signing books uh, at a black owned woman owned bookstore uh, in the third ward of Houston called Kindred Stories. We just, I just saw that one of the owners, hey, um, for you raising four boys in America. Yeah. Talk about how you approach every day and what your thoughts are in terms of how you navigate the space that we're in right now for those four boys. You know, so I, I feel like it's my wife's job to worry about them because she is the she is the warrior and she is the warrior of our of our of our tribe but i feel like my job is and you know my boys will tell you right now living with me is like living with like a motivational speaker i f- i feel like you know i am preparing these boys to be fathers and to be husbands and i have to build a armor around them they're gonna have to go out into the world and be a phrase we use all the time we have to be difference makers so I can't I have to give them the information that they need when they go into these different spaces, but I also want them to dominate these spaces. So, um, you know, talking to these boys, it's about giving them just a welling of confidence and letting them know that they can accomplish and achieve every single thing. But again, making them aware of all these different spaces that they're going to be in, because I have two college students. I have a boy headed to college in like a year or so, and we have a 10 year old. And uh, yeah, I, I I don't really worry about too much of what's going on right now because I'm thinking about we we are trying to to put good people out into the world and good people that are willing to fight for um, you know these issues that black people have been fighting for seemingly since we've been on this continent and. I want them to see themselves as superheroes in a sense, no matter what they end up being. I have a kid that's going to school to be an orthopedic surgeon. That's Ezra. He's a senior at North Carolina A&T. And Solo is going to school in, in July. He's going to Fayetteville State. And Silas is the cover boy of Crown, Ultra Fresh Cut. He's going to Xavier this summer. So, um, yeah, we, we got a whole HBCU lineage. I was looking, right. and you went to Jackson. So, uh, Jackson, Jackson State, State University. Met so, my wife there. Yeah. So why none of them are going to Jackson? You go, you got prime time at Jackson State, just prime is there. wrecking stuff. Y'all, you, yeah. you, you and your wife met at Jackson State. How come none of your, your young men are following you there? They all got money to go to these other schools, you know. <laughs> uh, a, a, a prime didn't come after Solo. So, you know, the people at Fayetteville State offered him a full ride and, and that's where he'll be going this fall. So I'm proud of those cats. We came 
to, like I said, Charlotte, like eight years ago. And I already had this mapped out that they were going to HBCUs. There's a lot of schools in North Carolina and uh, it's coming to fruition. So uh, the plan is the plan is working. <laughs> What's going to happen when people realize that not only do you get uh, just as good a re- education at an HBCU, but you also yeah. get a sense of self that you won't get anyplace else that will empower you in this world to have a, a, your son come up to you and say, daddy, write the blackest book you can write. And then that becomes yeah. a wild bestseller wins all of the awards, the Coretta Scott King Crazy. award, the Kirkus award, the Ezra Jack Keats book award, all of that Everything. being true to yourself. So you came out of Jackson with a marketing degree. What was yes. it that you thought you were going to do with that? Well, Quite honestly, I wanted to be an A and R rep at a record label. I, I was a huge fan of, uh, I, of he calls himself Diddy now, but I was a big fan of Puff because he went to Howard. And he would take the train back to New York and work for you know Andre Harrell at Uptown Records. I wanted to do that. I wanted to be I wanted to be Puff Daddy. I wanted to do that. So I was like, he went to HBCU. I got to go to HBCU. So I went to Jackson State. And I got internship offers to work at uh, Capital and to work at uh, at at, uh, at LaFace, but they were not offering uh, a stipend or anything. And my mama didn't have any money to send me, so I I, I didn't get a chance to do that. But I wanted to uh, I wanted to be in the music industry. Wow! Uh, yeah. So a funny thing happened because you were talking about some lean time. So how did you get into writing books? Um, I wrote for. The Blue and White Flash at Jackson State. I was a vice columnist. Uh, my nickname on the campus was Hershey Brown. The brothers called me HB because you don't call another grown man Hershey. And so <laughs> the title of the, the title of the column was um, Brown Sugar, and it was a vice column. It was like uh, uh, Dear Abby meets Billy D. Williams. Uh, I don't, I don't know if your audience is old enough to remember Billy D. Williams. They, they, you know, well, they, they know, know Lando. Cl- they know him from Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we won for best HBCU newspaper in '96, and I collected all of those articles and I applied for a job at Hallmark Cards. And in '99, I became the first black man to be hired as a greeting card uh, copywriter for Hallmark Cards. And everyone at Hallmark had representation. They had a agent, whether they were a painter or they were a poet. And uh, I landed my agent, a young lady named Regina Brooks. She's based in Brooklyn, serendipity lit. And uh, I've been with her since 2003. Rest is history. (laughs) Now, when did you know you could make a living doing this? Sure, after uh, Crown Blue. (laughs) You know, I've, I've been at it forever. I've been at it forever. And I man, I'm telling you, my wife held it down. She, I've been with her again. We've been, we just celebrated 21 years of marriage, been together for 26 years. And uh I, I was I was just saying earlier, you know, to the ladies that I was really down on myself for all those years and I was trying to make it in this business. But now that I look back at it, my wife was 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 busy grinding and doing her thing in the hospital, and I was available for my sons. Um, I was able to go up to the school. I was able to, um, you know, supplement their, you know, education. I was there for their, you know, activities. I worked, if you name it and it was legal, I did it while I was trying to make it. And, and uh, 
I was there for my sons, you know. So, uh, you know, when I made it, and that that's about 2018 when I was able to actually say I eat off of these books, you know. So it's like 15 years, long time. No I was overnight, gonna say, no overnight it, success. Man. Four four years has been so. Um, and I and I often say, you know, people do look at things like, oh, this is overnight success, but like. Oak trees don't grow overnight and there's work that gets put into that little acorn rooting and then sprouting and then growing. Yeah. And then, you know, so much could happen along the way, but you had the support of your family, your wife, you got to be there for your sons. And now the success, how's your life changed now? I mean, I already know from a publishing standpoint, the fact that you were able to do King and now the queen of kindergarten, which is yes. out the queen of uh -huh. kindergarten, like, and I'm, you probably got other books that are teed up because that's how those book deals work. Right. So they, they give you a multiple no book deal. Uh, yes. you, you're not just eat, you eating well, Derek. Yeah. Derek Barnes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, since 2018, uh, I was just saying, I signed like, I think I've signed like 15 book deals. I have books coming out for the next six years. Come um, on. Yeah, but you see, uh, it's a New York Times bestseller over my shoulder. I am every good thing. It came out in 2020, and I wrote that book. It was a poem I wrote after seeing that uh, H&M ad about the little boy, uh, the coolest monkey in the jungle. So I wrote that poem in response to that, and uh, that was my second New York Times bestseller. Came out 2020. I have a book coming out with Dr. Tommy Smith on uh, September 27th. It's called Victory Stand. It's a graphic novel. It's my first graphic novel. Um, I have an animation deal uh, uh, signed with uh, a streaming platform that I can't name right now. So there's a lot of beautiful things uh, on the way. Right. You see my yeah. teeth? You see my teeth? I see them. I love I, it. No, this... this Karen, <laughs> Karen Hunter's cheesing, man. I love yeah, that. Yeah, no, because, you, you know, right. some days we get up and we... You know, there, there's there are obstacles for everybody. As I say it rains on everybody. Um, mm -hmm. But when you're very clear about what your purpose is on this earth, when it finally cracks, there's no stopping. And so I'm looking forward to all of this. So tell us, tell us about Queen of Kindergarten. I, I the Queen of Kindergarten. I got to look through it. The artwork is beautiful. It's a lot of melanated beauty in in the book. Yeah. But it, it follows a little girl. Yeah. Tell us, tell us uh, about the inspiration because you don't have any girls. I don't have any girls. Um, when we were on tour, the amazing illustrator of both of these books, Vanessa Brantley Newton, is like a big sister for me. Uh, we met, she did the Ruby and the Booker Boys series. So this is our sixth book. And uh, she's a, she's a Jersey girl. Um, Nessa, I'm crazy about her. I wish, I wish she was on tour with me. Like I said, we went on tour. But uh, Black Mothers is the reason why this book was made. You know, Black Mothers would come up to me during the tour and like, you know, when are you going to make a book for our baby? You know, you made a book for the little brothers. What's up? What's up with a, a book for the queen? So um, I had to do it. I had to do it. I love y'all, man. I love y'all to life, Black women, period. I wouldn't be where I am today without my mother, without my aunts, without the Black women in the neighborhood. Just, I, I just, I just love y'all. And um, this is just my um, my salute to all those to all those babies that are starting school to all the mothers of those uh of those babies who never had opportunity to see books with characters that look like them uh i think that all of our babies deserve to go into a bookstore and, and see 
a character that looks like them on the cover. I mean, as soon as you walk in the store, you need to be able to see a character that that has a similar story to yours. So uh, this book is not only for them, but like I said, it's for every single Black woman that I've, I've ever uh, loved and uh, cared for. And I started off the book with a quote from um, Marion Ellen Wright. So, uh, yeah, salute. Marion Edelman. Marion Wright Edelman. She said, children must have at least one person who believes in them. It could be a counselor, a teacher, a preacher, a friend. It could be you. You never know when a little love, a little support will plant a small seed of hope. Yeah, that's beautiful. Um, what book inspired you growing up, Derek Barnes? You know, I... Um... I read a lot of nonfiction growing up. This is when we used to brag about having encyclopedias at our house. We we had a it was a family down the street that could afford to have encyclopedias. And so they would give us their old ones whenever they got new ones. And I read a lot of history. I was a big history buff growing up. Um, I fell in love with Langston Hughes's work because he's one of my homeboys. He's from Missouri. But I listened to a lot of music. And read a lot of liner notes, you know, just love Donny Hathaway, Stevie Wonder. I'm working on a picture book about the work of Stevie Wonder, too. Um, uh, Stevie Wonder, uh, R- Roberta Flack, uh, Aretha Franklin. I got, yeah, I, I got I got a lot of shirts just for this tour. Uh, you know, I already have a lot of graphic tees, but I said for this tour, I'm wearing the shirts of all the beautiful black women, uh, you know, that are artists that, you know, I admire. So I got, I'm rocking my uh, Anita Baker shirt tomorrow. I'm going to DC um, tomorrow. Where you and Mahogany Brooks. Mahogany, Mahogany, oh, Brooks, yeah. Mahogany yeah, Brooks in DC. You're going to be having on Aretha Franklin right now. You got on Aretha Franklin. I mean, uh, Anita Baker. Today you got on Aretha Franklin. Young That's right. Black from that That's album. Right. <laughs> you, when, when you brought up Rhonda Notes, there line of notes i remember and i keep telling the story because songs in the key of life when you pulled out that insert and oh. you, and and the first of all the the cover was amazing yeah. but the artwork inside that particular stevie wonder album and then you yeah. read the lyrics the lyrics were there i remember reading yeah. the lyrics like you could actually get lost in liner notes in an album like that yeah. was that was art you know yeah. that that was art we don't have that anymore. We don't have that, you know, and, and, it, and as a child, you know, once you realize that he doesn't have sight and you read these lyrics and you realize that he has more sight than you actually understand that he has, you know, especially as an adult now. And I, I, I kind of mimic his writing style. I try to write in a very lyrical way and, and, and be, you know, very descriptive um, as far as color and sound and uh action and I, I write in a very lyrical way and a lot of that is thanks to uh stevie wonder you know mm. all right so uh tomorrow you're going to be in dc today you're in houston signing books at what time uh i i, I just came what well, I, I signed books here i did two schools this morning tomorrow i'll I, i'll be at mahogany at 6 30 eastern time and the next day i will be in chicago Wow. Are you like I'm in you Chicago like- at semicolon, semicolon books in I Chicago. And you're being intentional. Did you have to uh, twist? I'm sure you didn't of your publisher to make sure you you uh, bless these black yes. owned bookstores. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I was, you know, we try to have our big marketing meeting like 
two or three weeks. I mean, you know, I try to talk to them like two or three months before the books come out. And we have this long list of things that we want done, some very obvious things to some very crazy things. And then whatever sticks, you know, they stick. But, you know, one of my demands for this tour was that we only use uh, Black-owned bookstores for the school vendors. So um, thank you, Penguin Random House. Looking out for a brother. <laughs> oh, and they're looking out for themselves. And when we have That's the right. power to do that, you know, it, it's interesting, as I was mentioning, talking um earlier about Viola Davis's new book, she, she talks about going to Juilliard and all of mm-hmm. the acting was Eurocentric, you know, as if, yeah. as if our stories, if our stories were less than or not as valuable. And, you know, she remembers being like, they're training me. This is the proper way to act, but the proper yeah. way to act is to tap into the soul of whatever the character is or the story. And the more, of us in these positions of power that does what solo said to you is be as black as you can be daddy to write the blackest yeah. story ever daddy you know yeah. the more of us show up as authentically as not even black but as authentic as we are the more the yeah. world has to sh- shift to accommodate yeah. us but if yeah. we don't force that it never has to change right yeah. to force yeah. the change yeah and you also have to think about your impact like what what kind of impact do you want to leave on the world? You know, what What kind of, what kind of, I, I don't think people realize how much uh, power they have. Like, it, it doesn't have to be, like, you don't have to have this uh, earthquake, uh, 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 planet shifting type of move. Wherever you are, make a damn difference. And it doesn't matter what you do for a living. You can be a physician, you can be a trash man. Make a difference wherever you are in your corner of the world. And so I write for a living. I was blessed with the opportunity to, you know, you know, manipulate the English language. And so I have opportunity as a black father, as a black man in this country during this time to uh, influence the positive uh, outlook and, you know, the way black children see themselves. And I take that extremely serious. I love it. I love it. Um, I'm proud of you. This is amazing. You, this is your, what, your 14th book, <laughs> Queen? Yeah, this is my 14th book, your 14th Queen book. of Kindergarten. You better do that. Um, and the next one coming out is, um, uh, what's the next one that's Victory coming out? Stand. In a couple? Victory Stand. Next week. Victory Stand comes out September 27th. Oh, this uh, graphic novel. Okay. Yeah, it's about the life of uh, 1968 Olympic uh, gold medalist Tommy Smith. Everybody knows Tommy Smith was standing up on that victory stand, holding that holding that fist up, and how that changed his life and how he got to that moment. And it was a privilege to sit at his feet and take notes. And his wife was just 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 a very sweet woman. They had they live in uh, Georgia, outside of Atlanta, and I got a chance to go down there twice and, and just hang out with him and take notes. And uh, it's a beautiful book. I must say so myself. Illustrated by this. Uh, comic book superstar, a brother named Dawood Anyabwile. And uh, he has his own company called Brother Man Comics. So y'all check him out if you can. But it's it. a beautiful book. Beautiful book. Well, we got to have you back on in September because I like talking with you. Uh, you're I amazing. like talking to you too. Yes. <laughs> Derek Barnes, if you're in Houston, head over to the Third Ward and check him out right. tonight. Kindred Stories. And tomorrow, if you're in D.C., Mahogany Books, and then Chicago, Semicolon, and then on and on. And we tweeted out all this information. 
queen of kindergarten the queen of kindergarten tomorrow comes out tomorrow y'all go get that book and build your children's library with them at the center i thank you i appreciate you and i love you thank you i love you too karen thank you for having me hey this is karen hunter you can listen to the karen hunter show live every monday through friday at 3 p.m east on sirius xm urban view channel 126 or anytime on the sirius xm app